Biker Radio Broadcast advises safety at all times. Discusses underage riding but celebrates the spirit of motorcycling. And how? Broadcast. I'm Shandy and I'm Sunny and lo and behold we're ready for a high five. This is episode number five. One of the things we said we'd do was to bring to you stories of iconic riders, amazing rides and experiences but we also promised to bring to you legendary mechanics of our land. People who are the bridge between man and his machine. What we discovered to our surprise while visiting a Joshua John hosted Sparkplug tour was a gem for ourselves. from the wild so we decided to go out into the wilderness ourselves out on the streets of gurgaon so there we were with our own crocodile dandy as he sometimes known as at the popular watering hole in downtown gurgaon the bikers cafe one of the founding members of the raid the himalaya the linchpin of logistics support and rescue to almost every rally due north of the vindhyas closely associated with the himachal heli skiing operation nat gx trails and even gautam singhania's yearly super car club rally a tracker a teacher a guide a naturalist top class mechanic top class rider one man support army the king of rescue a doer a giver a friend and a human being like they don't make them no more chatting up with the royalty from the house of noorpur on a toasty sunday morning outdoors with the quintessential outdoors man himself please welcome trigunveer singh pathania so first of all welcome to the long way home this yeah. is the biker radio broadcast and uh, how do we how do we address you tvs trigun Whatever. Yeah, sir. Give TVSP. us TVSP. TVSP. <laughs> TVSP. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Now, so what do you? What do you? Dragon Veer Singh Pathania. So, what do your friends, your closest friends, call you? Most of them, Triggy. Uh, Triggy. That sounds G. good. Uncle, Uncle G. G. Yeah. That sounds. Friends good. also. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Many years back, uh, I went to Panna, yeah. and one of my nieces married to a local guy from Nagod. So he's from the royal family there. Okay. So I went to their camp. All my friends had gone to Bandogar, hmm. but uh, I stayed back in Panna to see her. When I reached the camp, they were not there because they had also gone to Bandogar. <laughs> because the guy in Bandogar, where everybody went to, it was his birthday. I didn't know that. So when I reached the camp, the camp was closed. So they asked me, "Aap kahan hai? Kahan se aaye?" मामा जी 
I have 530 students there. In Bandhavgarh? In uh, all the four national parks. I did uh, training programs for them, driver's training program. Achha. How to drive in the park, how to handle the guests sitting, how to change gears, how to drive smoothly in rough surfaces. Right. Not letting the guests know your gear changes and stuff like that. How to be polite, how to look in the... Say that again, not to let the guests know of your gear changes. Yeah. So, so this is like treading on eggshells. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you manage something like that? Yeah, you just come up with something. Oh, there's a purple sunbird over there. And make sure they're looking and your hand is working. It's done. Right. So you have to be really good on the clutch with that also. Yeah, right? because when you... it's If you know a gypsy, yeah. it's not easy to put it into uh, low. Right. And right. then take it and out. And then take it out. Yeah, yeah, I know. So there's a way to do it. Huh. If done correctly, it's the easiest thing to do. Right. But nobody does it. People who own gypsies for more than 20 years still, still manage to get it stuck. Uh. So could you tell us the, the trick in that? You see, <clears throat> in a gypsy, we have uh, 4 by 4 high yeah. and 4 by 4 low. Yeah. So when you are in two-wheel drive, you can go to 4 by 4 high at any speed from 0 to 100. Right. You can go and come out it doesn't matter so the transition between the high and the low that is the is from the high and the low right because a low is always put and taken out when the vehicle is stationary, stationary. and at a level place right. right never at an angle angle right. or decline anyway. right. so you have to make sure of that right and to take it out you just need to pull it very gently with your finger not with your hand unintentionally you feel you putting little more pressure so what you like I pointed out to that bird maybe one of my guests is not in the right position to see if so I just put it in reverse and again go on the low and reverse maybe one feet back and okay. just keeping my fingers on the lever and the gear is out. Wow. So you don't come to know. Nobody comes to know. And, and you taught these kids how to do that? All the drivers. All they've been driving. Most of them have been driving in the parks for 20, 20 years. Right. So here's a stupid question. What if the guests came to know? Kya ho it's not a good thing to see a guy struggling with his gears going Normally in a national park, a driver is just a driver. Yeah. You have a park guide and yeah. you have a naturalist from the camp you've come from. That's right, that's right. But a driver can still assist right. both the guys yes. with his knowledge because he's driving every day every in the day park. He knows more. Actually. He knows more. Uh, he knows the True. terrain, he knows exactly. True. So that makes a lot of difference. Right. So Sonny here has been spending some time bird watching. Okay. He's All big. kinds, feathered, non-feathered. Yeah, that's good. Me too. Our you beards. See my camera, it'll only have pictures of birds. So. Yeah, we can vouch for that. And you, you've been around quite a bit. When did this start with wildlife? The four-legged and the feathered wildlife. Yeah. We'll start with that first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. 
तहसील नूरपुर नाव तहसील फतेहपुर इन हिमाचल प्रदेश एंड इट्स इन डिस्ट्रिक्ट कांगड़ा राइट सो आर फैमिली हैज वी आर राजपूत but our family history goes to us being most of the family being in the defense services wow right. and my father and his uh, cousin brother are the only two who joined the air force okay, okay. rest of everyone is in the army. the army did they get into trouble for that yeah they were the uh, told not to get into the air force Whereas my uncle was in the ground services, my father is the only one who was a fighter pilot. Wow! So he was in the joint services when it used to be called. Uh huh. So where were you born? I was born in Pathan Court. Okay. Yeah, in Punjab. My father was posted there at that time. Okay. Yeah, I was born in 1967 April. Wow! April's coming. Yeah. It's around the bend. Awesome. What? So you're telling us uh, how your uh, your sojourn with the wildlife yeah. started. Yeah. Yeah. So every year in our family, everybody used to come home in the winters. So all the uncles and cousins and everybody they used to go out on shoots. Mm-hmm. So we were we as young kids were given the duty to clean all the meat, pluck the feathers of the birds, right. clean the guns, right. carry the ammo, and that's how a little bit of wildlife, how to track animals. Uh huh. Yeah. How early did you start tracking? Maybe at the age of ten. Because start it starts building into your psyche. Yeah. yeah. Their behavior. Yeah. And where does motorcycling fit into this did you get into motorcycling first or uh, jeeps and mahindras first no uh, motorcycles first how did that start well uh, i used to love bikes and i was very young so all the officers who owned bikes they were uh, unmarried officers staying in the officers mess yeah how old were you i was 10 years that time okay yeah <laughs> <It was 19. laughs> <laughs> I used to clean their bikes and oh, really? yeah acha yeah just play around with them and sit on them and just keep Imagine. changing gears taking out sounds uh-huh yeah without 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 yeah, starting no agent. without starting them there used to be nobody there I used to sit on all different bikes at the time yeah. right So what happened after when you were ten? So so just lead us into you know. Yeah, there was this uh, young officer, uh, Scandinavian Sidhu. Uh-huh. He had an infield, and uh, I used to ride with him. He, I used to sit on the tank and ride with him on the runway there in the Dhankot Air Force Station. Uh huh. And slowly he started giving me the handle. The handle. Oh. Yeah. And that's. And that's how everybody and, started. From there, no looking back. Yeah, I've been riding. वो जब तक पैर फिर पहुँचे उसके बाद तो कहानी change होगी. नहीं पैर नहीं पहुँचे तब भी चलाता था. अच्छा. We had two pulleys on the side of my house. Right. So you. So I used to get on it. On the side. Ah. And get down to the same place. Wow. So what was your first ride? First motorcycle of your own or your first ride of on your own? My first bike of my own was I bought a Yamaha RX100 in 1987. Okay. 
and uh, I started riding uh, all over. Whatever I used to earn used to go in as fuel, and uh, I did my trip to Leh also. On the on the uh, RX hundred, yes. Oh, which year was that? Nineteen eighty-eight. So eighty-seven, you buy the Yamaha. Yeah. Eighty-eight, you're out to Leh. Yeah. Wow, you're one of the few, almost early birds there, yeah. I would guess. Yeah. Which route did you take? To there get were there? no roads. It's Manali to Leh. Yeah. Yeah. And it was over a day, two days. No, it was. Uh, I got caught in a landslide for four days. Oh, so you camped so out. So I camped out. We had the army people where we used to go in and have breakfast or whatever they had to offer. Right. They were very helpful. Uh, yeah, I slept in my own tent and with my bike. So you were on your own that ride? Or? Yeah, I was all alone on my own. So you just got up one day and said, "My, I'm, huh? I'm riding to Leh." Yeah, that's right. That's exactly how it happened. Swear you were huh? uh, bad. Did you say bye to anybody or was it just? No, I just went. So you were completely on your own. Yeah, yeah. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. That's Trigunmir Singh Pathania Urf Trigi on the long way home. I'm Shandy and I'm Sunny. Time now to go off road and on to my way. For those of you who are new, my way is a road report of a rider who's on a road trip. To feature in it, record your report just like this and send it to eight nine two zero two seven double six seven five. WhatsApp audio is perfect, easy to record and easy for us as well. From the gods this week, we have Deepak Gupta on a tour of Uttarakhand and he features on my way. This is the Biker Radio broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Tell me, Pandav, how many were you? Five. How many fingers are you? Counting. Five. If you have contact on the ground, how many will you get? Five. Five. And how many are you? Five. No. Five. 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 हर ठंडे का तड़का लगाए दिया रे हर मुनिया बजाए के ये अकेला कितने के बराबर है पांच बाइकर रेडियो ब्रॉडकास्ट एंड दिस इज़ द बाइकर रेडियो ब्रॉडकास्ट एपिसोड नंबर पांच माय वे हाय फ्रेंड्स आई एम दीपक गुप्ता फ्रॉम दिल्ली and uh, I ride with group of Delhi super bikers, Gotch. Currently on a ride for eight days to explore Uttarakhand, riding KTM Duke 390. I started my ride today morning from Delhi and have covered 267 kilometers. I have reached Ponta Sahib, famous for Ponta Sahib Gurdwara. Location and the roads and the weather was perfect for riding today. Traffic slight on the heavy side, and uh, I would be heading. Dehradun and uh, finish the ride uh, for today at Dehradun. So signing off from Ponta Sahib NH73A. That's it from me, Deepak on the Biker Radio Broadcast. This is my way. This is day two of the ride. Today I started the ride from uh, Dehradun and uh, heading to Nainital. I am at the moment at Nazibabad, 
uh, and uh, the roads in UP are still bad weather is really hot we are sweating our ride in the morning from Dehradun was flagged off by Commissioner uh, Garhwal and uh, Chief Secretary Uttarakhand now probably we would end up at Nanital by around 7 o'clock in the evening and uh, we will finish the ride for today at Nanital so signing off from Nazibabad that's it from me Deepak on the biker radio broadcast this is my way or highway chalo yaar ab chai to banti hai itni ride ke baad so bye bye my way hi i'm manish dhal right save half faith hi my name is vidhi malla hi guys this is melvin aka young kid customs hi i'm hardeep yeah hi i am dr arun thereja i'm deepa malik hi i'm shivi and you listening to me on the biker radio broadcast This is the Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Hi, I'm Jagun Veer Singh Pathania and you're listening to The Long Way Home. You said all your money went into the petrol tank. Yeah. So what were you doing? Uh, what was the cost of petrol? At that time, um, 87, right? 87, yeah. 8 Norway liter. 8 Norway. 8 Norway liter. And I used to work for a dealer in Noida uh, for Aisher Mitsubishi. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, as a mechanic. Wow, that's amazing. And and whatever you earned was going into petrol. It was just fuel. I had no other expense. Now, what kind of equipment were you handling at Aisher? Aisher, I was doing all mechanical jobs. Okay. Right from gear boxes, clutch, suspension, everything. And what kind of vehicles? Uh, buses. I sure canter. Canter. Yeah, buses and trucks. So you would know that machine inside out, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Then the company sent me for training in their plant in Pritampura in uh, Indore. Huh. I did a formal training there. Right. And then I came back and. Any nostalgia running through your head when you see a canter <laughs> running past? Yeah, it is because we had this uh, great event in. 88 and 89 the great desert raid right right so first year i gave them service okay and the next year i participated yourself in yeah okay. in a truck and ours was the only truck that finished that event wow we had three canters we had three suraj mazdas and other trucks also but our, our truck was the only truck that finished the event wow rest of them had all either broken down or disqualified uh uh-huh. yeah. so what was your childhood like Well, uh, seeing new places. Dad being in the air force kept getting posted after every two years, three years. How many brothers, sisters? Uh, I have a younger brother and a youngest sister. Okay. And uh, what was it like growing up? Well, we went to new schools all the time. <laughs> every two years. Yeah, changed lot of. Schools. Where all have you been? Uh, I've studied in Pathankot, in Jammu, uh, in Sirnagar, a place called Kalaikunda. Kharagpur. Yeah, Ashimara. Ashimara also. Yeah, Shillong, Delhi. Shillong is an air base. Shillong is a small air base. Acha. And uh, it's the headquarters of Eastern Air Command. Ah. Yeah. I thought Ashimara was. No. No. It's a fighter base. Acha. But here we had a small landing strip in Shillong, uh, which could take small transport aircraft like an A32 or something. Acha. Or basically mainly helicopters. Okay. Yeah. It had a grass runway with uh, 
you know these sheets that you use in Rajasthan for sand, like those sand channels? I don't know, tell no. me about yeah, it. Yeah, they are uh, metal sheets uh, about one and a half feet by eight feet. Okay. They have holes in them. Yeah. So people use them as sand channels when you get stuck in sand, you hmm. put them under your tire and ah, okay. roll out. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So that runway was laid down. Was laid out like that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So the first time the N32 came, it landed in, they did a test flight in Shillong. So it landed there. Oh, so the first time the first AN32 came, they made it land yeah, it on, landed that, in, uh, on that yeah, uh, runway. Yeah, yeah, How long would that be? It's not a very long runway, it's a short runway. Uh, but AN32 is a very capable aircraft. Right. I mean, it's a turboprop. Right. It's a very powerful aircraft. Right. It's, uh, it's probably the only aircraft in the whole world which can take off and land on one engine. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh-huh. With full payload. So getting back to motorcycles. Yeah. So you did this uh, trip from Manali to Leh. Yeah. What was your first experience of Leh? Obviously you'd never been there before. Yeah, I'd never been there. Before. What did it look yeah. like? My father was posted there in the 1962 war. Wow. He was in... Sure. Uh, Thois? Yeah, he was in Thois. He was in Thois? Yeah, he was in Thois. So 62 Thois was already operational? Yes, yes. My wow. father was posted there. I have pictures of him. Oh, I always thought that Thois must have been laid down after we nein, nein, got into trouble with Chinese food. Nein, nein. No, no. So what was Leh like? Leh was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I was there only for a day and then I headed back. So Is it? Yeah. Yes, thank you. Goalpost chuk hai na. I had to get back to work. <laughs> and plus I was running out of money. Uh, and yeah. lunch late in four days. Yeah. Got that, off that, yeah. Time. And then? And then back to work. And, and then, then riding every day. Every day? Every day. <laughs> Where would you stay? Where uh, I used to stay in a place called Sangli Apartments in Kopernikus Mall. Gotcha. Yeah. So ride out on your motorcycle off. Yeah. Obviously to work. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. How many motorcycles have you had since then? And what kind of motorcycles have you no, been That's riding? the only one that I own. And you still have it? I still have it. You still have it? Yeah, it's with me. It's in my house in Patiala. Working, running condition? Yeah, absolutely. Prime, ready to roll? Yeah, yeah, it just started and go. It's, it's absolutely there. Uh-huh. So that is the only bike you owned? That's the only bike I owned. And why is that? And how did you manage to do that? How have you managed so far? <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't buy anything after that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because I get so many bikes to ride, I have a lot of friends who own all kinds of bikes. Yeah. So I never needed to buy a bike. And they're happy to let you. Yeah, yeah, more than happy you. till today. Yeah. yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. I think you should make some friends like this. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. This is the long way home. What's been your favorite ride till now? You don't have to choose one. But the, I, I won't call it favorite, but yeah, it was the most exciting for me because uh, in 1990 I went to Belgium. Wow. And uh, Tell us about it. Yeah, I had a very good friend who I used to give service to in the Himalayan. He was a Belgian national champion uh, called Flori Ruthart from Antwerp. Mm-hmm. He took me there because he had uh, crashed his car in the Himalayan here which was a Lancia Delta Integrale, 16-valve, four-wheel drive. Okay. So he took me to Belgium and I worked on that car to put it back again because he had to do a rally in Africa. It's called the Safari du Zaire. 
सो आई वॉज वर्किंग विद हिम ऑन द कार एंड आई गॉट मेनी फ्रेंड्स टू कम एज मैकेनिक्स फ्रॉम द बेल्जियन टीम टू इंडिया एंड सम ऑफ दम गुड राइडर्स so they used to take me out uh, where would you go we used to go ride in the forest with the trail bikes okay we used to load them on a small truck and just go there ride all day and come back in the evening this used to be only on sundays okay. because the rest of the days i was working in the workshop yeah and then once a friend of mine who's a tuner paul uh, he had a kawasaki zx10 okay and he was a uh, official tuner for the kawasaki team that did the superbike uh, racing in europe okay so he used to test these develop these engine on the test banks so i got to work on those engines with him and this bike that he owned was a specially prepared engine which was very 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 powerful so he took me across to the border uh, towards aachen uh, and there you have these autobahns in germany right so that's the first time he gave me a bike i'd never been on and he just told me to go for it mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, i just let go and just till wherever the bike could take it and then when i stopped i just fell down because my legs were shaking I had never felt like this before. I just stopped the bike. I put my foot down, and I was on the ground, and the bike had fallen, just standing there. So I was, my hands were trembling. Everything. It's the first time in my life that I did something like three hundred plus kilometers in a wow. ever. Wow! Wow! That was especially designed engine. Normally, that bike had a speedometer going up to only two eighty. <laughs> at that time, तो दूसरा लगाना पड़ा। No, we had a GPS, so uh, we clocked more than 300. Right. And the bike was standing when you got off it. Yeah, I stopped the bike and I fell down. You fell down. Yeah. yeah. The bike was. I no bike fell down. The bike also fell on. Yeah, you. yeah. I couldn't even put the stand. I had no legs. I can. Not even begin to imagine what that moment would have been like. Yeah, it was. They had to come and pick me up. Wow! I couldn't get up. And that's something you can't forget. No, sure. never. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, what's up? This is Varun Dhawan, and I'd like to wish the Biker Radio broadcast all the best. Right on. Thank you to all the ladies last week for their audios and endorsements for International Women's Day. We're absolutely delighted with the reach Biker Radio Broadcast is experiencing. Nidhi from Motoholic Works is listening to us from Tokyo, Japan. Incidentally, she's also showcasing some of her art at the Moto Art Show in Bangalore. I got to speak with Malika who's now based out of Bangalore about the show and this is what she said. Hi Malika, welcome to the Biker Radio broadcast. Hi Shandi, thank you very much for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. You're most welcome. Tell me about the Motor Art Show. Yes, the Motor Art Show is a month-long gallery show. It's the first time something like this is happening in India and it's all dedicated to motorcycling. So we have everything from uh, paintings to illustrations, sculpture, performance and film. It starts on the 31st of March, goes on till the April 28th. This is in Bangalore? Yes, it is. Okay, where are you showing? Uh it's in an art gallery called People Tree Art Gallery um in Sadashivnagar in North Bangalore. Wow. Tell me about the artists uh, who are showing. Uh we are total 12 artists. Um okay. Nidhi from Motorholic Works will be showing some of her illustrations. 
Then there's Joshua John from Delhi who's uh, bringing in uh, acrylic paintings. Then we have a brother duo, Hammered 49 and Ironic 88 from Hyderabad who are very well known in the community and they are showing digital illustrations and uh, sculpture using bite parts. Then um, we have Motatsikal from Delhi. She does really cool watercolor uh, pen and ink drawings. We have uh, Pranav from Dehradun and he does really cool drawings of uh, motorcycles as well. And he, I think he wanted to be a custom builder and he didn't really go down that path. So, you know, he does his custom builds on uh, paper. And then we have Chiranjit Barui. He's a, a pen and ink uh, artist as well who's bringing in uh, two-wheeler illustrations. Then um, we have Misfit Motorcycles from Pune. They are custom builders and they're bringing in some really cool uh, custom artwork helmets. They'll also be doing live painting on the opening party on March 31st. So if you want any custom work on your bike or your helmet, you have to be there at the party. And then we also have Archana Kumar from Bangalore. She's a biker and she's a dancer and she will be performing live with a Triumph as her dance partner. So this is going to be something very new and like a really cool um, uh, live performance. So do you think that uh, biking is uh, doing well in India? I, I understand that you have not been in the country for some time. Yes, but I get the impression that the motorcycle culture is like really coming up right now with all the, you know, motorcycle clubs, there's all these biker fests and, um, you know, a lot of custom builders and a lot of uh, emphasis on safety and, you know, uh, ride, proper riding gear for long journeys and stuff. And I've been also noticing that, you know, like motorcycle art um, was becoming really popular on social media. So I thought that this was a really good opportunity to uh, bring it into the real world and into, you know, like a formal art gallery um, uh, space. And, right. you know, just bring, share it with everyone in real life, not just in the online life. And Bangalore seems to be a hot spot. Bangalore is a great place. So the weather is amazing, so you can, you know, ride all year round. And it's also a really cool, artsy city full of culture, lots of, lot of cool music, lots of art. So you're right, Bangalore is the right place to launch this kind of an exhibition. Have you been listening to the show? I have been. I just uh, started listening uh, about a week ago. And okay. um, it's... I think what you guys are doing is also really cool. You are first of your kind also and great job. Well, thank you very much. I hope that you put up a little poster which says Biker Radio Broadcast during your art show. Yes, definitely. We would love to share and spread the word about you guys. You're doing a great job. Hey, you're most welcome. Thank you so much, Malika, and to the rest of the 11 artists. Wishing you all the best for the road ahead. March 31st to April 28th. Bangalore People Tree Art Gallery in Sadasiv Nagar. This is the Moto Art Show and you are listening to Mallika. Thank you, Shandi. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. This is the Biker Radio Broadcast. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Hi, I'm Dragon Meer Singh Pathania and you're listening to The Long Way Home. There are people out there in, in the front of a lot of things that happen in this country. You're somebody who flies under the radar for most of the time. And you're pretty much the backbone of a lot of exciting work that has happened in our country. Both in terms of rallying, yeah. also in terms of machinery. Yeah. So tell us about 
the raid the Himalayas and what you do for it and your association with it. For Raid the Himalaya, basically I work with uh, Majib Bala, he is the vice president of the association. My job was to drive with him, do the entire route and make the tulip for the raid. Sorry, say that again. What does and that mean, tulip? That means that we make the route map. Okay. And we uh, make the transport sections and the competitive sections and all the stages and everything is set up. And you have to pen it down. Okay. I mean, each curve. Right. Everything has to be... Mapped. Mapped. It's a tulip. Okay. I mean, uh, it's a booklet which has only directions. Okay. For each 100 meters, 50 meters. The navigation. Caution, whatever, the degree of the turn, everything. Everything is... Mapped. Mapped in that. And then, um, and when the booklet comes out, then we do a recce again, just to see if the tulip is correct. Okay. Or if the road has changed, or maybe there was a diversion, and now we have a bridge over it. So we make all the changes. Right. Final if the changes point. are there, if there are not many, then we do a supplementary attachment. Right. And uh, once, before, because the raid happens in October, so after the monsoons we do another recce before the raid so to see that if anything has changed normally you have landslides you have a, a pulia is washed away or something mm. so we do a final recce before the raid and then we do the raid so for the first uh, maybe 14 years or something i used to drive the zero car okay zero car is the first car to be on the road okay so our job is to place all the officials and we go and do the stage end. Okay. Or we, if there's a crucial place in between, like a pass or something, so we stay on top and the rest of the people are deployed down. Yeah. So we have early starts. We deploy everybody right till the end and then we come back to our point. Yeah. And we spend the whole day there till the last car goes. Wow. And then, uh, then for many years, I had to do, after we started the adventure trials, I used to drive the recovery for them. So I have to make sure that nobody is left behind between the first car and the last car. So it's called the sweep car. Right. So I used to drive the sweep for the raid. For the raid. Yeah. How many years did you do that? Now, totally 19 years now. What has changed in the 19 years? You've gone grayer, I think. Yeah, I think so. What else has changed? No, nothing. Pretty much the same. Technically more advanced now, the results are better and they're quicker. Machines have, Machines have come, timings are better. We have special clocks. Right. We have special ways to click in the timings so that nobody says he this was not right or I came in at so many seconds. So right. we have, uh, you just press a button and your time gets logged okay. in and then the results are automatically so a lot of people don't know about this circuit. Can, yeah. you, uh, can you tell us about the circuit? What is it like? Where does it start? Where does it finish? Does it change every Earlier year? we used to start from Simla, doing all the special stages across, uh, ending up the day one in Manali. And then from Manali we start and we go all the way down to Gaza, okay. Dabo, and then from there back again towards Gramfu and then over crossing over from Gramfu to Loser and on to Pang. Okay. Yeah. So it goes to Pang. Yeah, it goes to Pang. We used to have a camp there and then 
from Pang, we do a stage on top of the Sokar. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then uh, we have a stage from Debring to Dart. Okay. And uh, back to Debring and then all the way down to Leh. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, Ooh! Earlier it used to be that long. Now, sometimes we used to finish the event in Leh. Uh-huh. But normally we'd come back to Manali and finish it. Right. But in the earlier years it used to come back all the way to Simla for a finish. And mm-hmm. the party started then at Shimla? Yeah, absolutely. What was the party like? It's called the rally ball. Everybody has a ball. What happens? Well, we have lovely food and... Give us the inside story, <laughs> man. <laughs> Basically, it's uh, so many days of hard work and uh, very difficult times doing all the yeah, duties. Because imagine. early hours of getting up and driving all day and then waiting in a place at very high altitude. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, there's no break in between. So everybody is kind of, you know, like uh, tired and everything. So rally ball is the day where everybody really has a nice bath and especially <laughs> for a special drinking session and lovely music and yeah. that's it. And everybody has their stories to tell Wow. what happened in what stage wow. and how they went past. Well, I'd love to be sitting around and just listening to all of this. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's quite can a thing. Can outsiders be part of that? Will you sneak us in? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> like flies on the wall. <laughs> like flies on the wall with <laughs> microphones. <laughs> no, you are more than welcome anytime. Wow, that will yeah. be awesome. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah I am telling you. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Hi, I am Dragon Veer Singh Patania and you are listening to The Long Way Home. You've done a lot of stuff on machines. Yes. Tell us about where the juice is flowing for you. Uh, well, I really don't work for money. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. No one's going to stand on top of a mountain, freeze his nuts and, yeah. you know. So, I like, I enjoy doing whatever I'm doing and most of the times I get crazy things to do that people can't even think of or imagine. Yeah. So, that's the good part. Yeah. So, with it comes a little bit of hardship doesn't bother me at all. But tell me, which was that project which took you to the next level? Well, uh, in Manali, my boss, uh, Mr. Roddy McKenzie, he's an Everestier. He bought these American tracks called the Mat Tracks. Uh-huh. These are uh, tires with rollers and they have kind of a rubber chain over them. Okay. So you just take off your regular gypsy wheel and you put these on and you can drive in snow. But uh, uh, we, like a snowmobile. Yeah, it's like a snowmobile. You can see them on TV. They are advertised everywhere. You can just buy them off the rack. Mm. So we put them on a gypsy, but we really didn't know what kind of gradient it could handle. Mm. So we used to test the vehicle everywhere. We've tested it on grass, on gradients, and without snow. Then we tested it in snow. So these tests went about maybe for two years. And then once we decided to drive over Rotang when it had snowed in yeah. and we managed to go up and uh, then we decided to go down the main pass, okay. which is quite a steep gradient. Yeah. So the moment we put our wheel down, it just rolled down and we had no traction. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
and roll down like a rocket. We kept rolling till we hit a huge rock and the vehicle flipped. Uh-huh. It was on the roof. Vijay was inside the vehicle. Roddy was driving it. I was sitting behind. Whoa. Vijay as in Vijay Parmar? Vijay Parmar, yeah. Wow. He, he had come to see our test. Okay. So we had taken him there. Yeah. So we got out of our vehicle and uh, of course I had driven in my jeep to Bali huh. and from there I had been flown in the helicopter onto to Rotang to test the vehicle. Okay. So then we got out of the car and assessed the damage and that nobody was hurt and everything was fine. I got a few injuries but that's alright. So uh, rest everyone was okay but... Uh, then hang on how come you had chopper back out i mean yeah we so run this is not a hobby thing you were running basically we used to uh, it's a company called himachal helicopter skiing so yeah. we run a skiing operation there where we take our guests skiing in helicopters on uh, high altitude and new slopes and they ski down and the helicopter picks them up and then they put them on another slope Mm-hmm. And so this operation goes on ah. and Roddy being the boss used to take a little bit of uh, advantage of the chopper being free in the middle during pickups. So we used to get dropped at high altitude in the snow where we could do our snow study and testing and whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's how luckily we had radios and we called in for the helicopter. Oh, you got lucky. So the helicopter took everyone out. I drove back. Right. From Madi to Manali. Right. So that day, Roddy decided that these tracks were useless. Uh-huh. So he went back to Australia and he designed his own tracks. Okay. And they work? And uh, no, it took us about seven years to get them working. Okay. Uh-huh. Because the development program was very big. It's not like those matracks, they are just about. A little come, I mean, they just come out a little bit outside the tire. Right, right. Small. These tracks are really big. Right. The jeep, the jeep that I drive. So, what you're talking about would be probably about 8 inches to 10 inches. No. The original ones. Original one, yeah. 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 And then now you you'd probably have something like about an 18 inches. My jeep, jeep is 14 feet wide. 14, 14 feet wide. wide. Feet, 14 feet wide. Long wide. What is it? What is it? The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Hi, I'm Dragon Veer Singh Patania, and you're listening to The Long Way Home. My Jeep, Jeep is 14 feet wide. 14, 14 feet wide. wide. Feet, 14 feet wide. Long wide. What is it? What is it? It's a gypsy with huge tracks on it. It's got uh, two gypsy tires with. Uh, two gypsy tires? On each tire. Okay. With the fiber coating on top, which has grooves okay. that run tracks. Uh-huh. And there are five rubber tracks on it on each wheel. And it's driven by a chain through the drive shaft of the gypsy. But you still. So, what kind of an engine are you using in there? It's, it's a regular gypsy, gypsy engine. Yeah, what uh, Absolutely. It just has a 1300cc regular gypsy engine. But we have put a turbo in it. It's not the power of the gypsy. It's the gear ratios that make the difference because I have a small sprocket at the on each tire which runs a bigger sprocket. So when I say two wheels of a gypsy, hmm. so the rear part has a big sprocket on it with the chain going up to the smaller sprocket which is connected to the drive shaft. Okay. 
so you really don't need very lo- a lot of power to move a heavy and a huge track like that yeah. okay so we manage our ratios well right okay yeah so a regular gypsy is i think 6 feet across or less yeah than. yes yeah and 14 and this is 14 <laughs> 14 yeah <laughs> yeah, you can imagine what the tracks are like, you know. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine what the profile of the vehicle is. <laughs> I can like. show you the picture. <laughs> no, we got the picture. Yeah. <laughs> we got the picture it's, loud it's and huge. clear. <laughs> and it's high. You know what it says? It's Don't mess short. with me. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very high. I mean, you've seen the handle on the door? Yeah. yeah. That's where your So that's where my like. head reaches. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. So now with this vehicle, with the original tracks that we started our uh, study with, we could manage slopes up to maybe 10 to 15 degrees. Acha. With this vehicle, we've gone up to 48 degrees. Wow. <laughs> And in absolute powder snow. Wow. So these tracks are designed not to sink into soft snow. Ah. It's like. the footprint area of my jeep is like it. a skier on skis i get it biker radio broadcast is crowdsourcing its content and resources if you have a skill to offer or a story contact 89202 let that engine come alive that's 89202 7675 हाय गुड मॉर्निंग दोस्तों आज मेरा तीसरा दिन है राइट टू पिथौरागढ़ का आज मैं इस समय नैनीताल टूरिस्ट रेस्ट हाउस सुखताल से बोल रहा हूँ कल रात को हम यहाँ पहुँचे थे आज सुबह हमने एक वृक्ष लगाया और शपथ ली कि हम अपने हिमालय को पर्वतों को ना तो प्रदूषित करेंगे ना कचरा फैलाएंगे उसके बाद नाश्ता करके अब हम यहाँ से पिथौरागढ़ के लिए निकल रहे हैं भवाली होते हुए उम्मीद है कि हम सात एक घंटे में पिथौरागढ़ पहुँच जाएंगे और फिर आज पिथौरागढ़ में ही शाम बिताएंगे दैट्स इट फ्रॉम मी साइनिंग ऑफ फ्रॉम नैनीताल दीपक ऑन द बाइकर रेडियो ब्रॉडकास्ट माई वे yesterday we had started from munsiari for chakori just after 5 kilometers from munsiari towards the kala top the mountains were all white absolutely it was covered with snow it had snowed yesterday night and uh, we had snow on the mountains snow on the road lovely weather we covered a distance of almost 135 kilometers in 6 hours plus and uh, stopped at the birthi falls also and reached chakori around 5 uh, o'clock in the evening the weather in chakori was fantastic absolutely clear skies the rest house at chakori is at a fantastic place where we can see all the mountain peaks white absolutely and uh, today uh, we would rest at chakori and uh, tomorrow we would leave for uh, ranikhet that's all from me today signing off from chakori this is deepak gupta also known as the mountain man for biker radio broadcast this is my way my way you listening to the biker radio broadcast listen connect right on hi i'm jagun veer singh pathania and you're listening to the long way home 
And you got your hands dirty on motorcycle engines also. Yes. A lot of it. A lot of Where it. Where did it start? So which is the first bike that you actually ripped off? The first one? First. The first one was my RX100. Yeah. Because I used to just bring it inside my room and work on it. How does it feel after all these years? Have you asked her? Yes, I asked her. She's fine. She's happy. She's happy. She's not happy when she's not being on the road. So she likes you on top? Absolutely. Nobody else. Do you share? Everyone. Oh, when, so. when I had this bike, all my friends that I know now who have bikes, they never had bikes and they would come from families where being on a bike was not allowed. So most of them have learned to ride on my bike. What do you mean come from families where it was not allowed? What I mean is like if you are from a big business family yeah. and you are the only son, Oh, security he learned riding this bike with me okay. without his family knowing. So I used to take him to some crazy places. Sometimes he used to come all the way from Delhi to my village in Ray, where he used to do all these crazy roads. I mean, no roads kind of thing. Uh -huh. Ride along the river, maybe dusty paths and all that. So you spend a lot so, of time there? Yeah, yeah. Now he rides on the track. He has a R1. Yeah. He has a Ducati. Yeah. A good rider, very good rider. So you consider him your student? Huh? Well, he considers me <laughs> Guruji, his teacher or whatever because uh, I taught him how to ride from scratch. Never been on a bike. You've been teaching a lot of people how to ride. Yeah. Tell us about it. What are you doing right now? Well, I... Who do you work for? I work with the Eagle Rider uh, Academy with Big Motorcycle. Yeah. And uh, I... Help them run this academy, teaching all the women how to ride. Yep. But I also have a lot of male students and right. uh, I have some students who are already riding and would like to ride more. Yeah. So they do advanced courses with me like trail biking and all that. So I have those kind of bikes also which I can teach them on. They're happy to come and enjoy. This is here in Gurgaon? Yeah, it's here in Gurgaon, the off-road adventure zone on the Gurgaon Faridabad road. Incidentally, we're sitting at the biker cafe yeah. here in Gurgaon. Yeah. And it's a lovely... Yeah, I love this place. It's yeah. nice, yeah. yeah. Especially on a Sunday like this. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Delhi is just beginning to Whoa. tell us that summer's... Coming. <laughs> coming. Summer, summer, summer is coming. <laughs> summer is coming. <laughs> You're listening to the Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Hi, I'm Dragon Veer Singh Patania, and you're listening to The Long Way Home. Anyone can walk into the academy without a motorcycle, yeah. without any gear, yeah. without little or no knowledge of how to ride a bike, yeah. and you'll teach them in how, many, how much time? No, I'll do a, a small test first. Okay, what does the test consist of? Maybe just uh, make him sit on the bike and him or her, anyone, for me it's a student. Yeah. So just push the bike and keep walking with them and see how they 
try to hold it straight or whatever and so balance if they for if balance, balance and in between i leave the bike and i hold it again and without letting them come to know and see how and they feel responses and maybe put them on a gentle slope and ask them to roll down without starting the bike yeah and small things like these i see how they get on the bike how they get off and how they hold the controls and everything yeah small things uh but very important and then i decide whether he or she is on or not okay because you don't want to be doing very very basic stuff with people right I mean, no it's, it's not difficult. a question of very basic stuff it has to be from within you if okay. it's not there then there's no point in wasting my time and the right. students time okay right. and coming to know right later that yeah, yeah this so is not working out this is not better not to start you better not to start yeah absolutely right. so that's what you would recommend right? yeah so don't get into it just because you watch and yeah yeah just people. because that man has said ki oh maine wahan bike chalana sikha hai yeah to be sita ha chal karo so it's basically just like a horse when you get on to the horse the horse knows you know and the horse knows both actually yeah so it's the same here ha So when I see somebody and I see how they behave and how they go near a bike, how they sit on it, how they roll, so I I know it. Mm-hmm. So it's politely put in a way that which is the best for mm-hmm. both of us. Mm-hmm. So how much time does it take? It depends on the student. Yeah. Normally uh, we ask them to sign up for four sessions. Okay. One hour each. Okay. And we assess them how they are going. Yeah. And if the student is very bright and up to it, they get rolling in four sessions. Okay. And if we feel, or if the student feels, basically it's the student who knows because he or she is the one who is riding. Right. So they exactly know how much water they are in. Right. So they can take a call whether to do four more. Yeah. Or four is good enough for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's no pressure on either. so there's no pressure so if somebody comes in and is going to require 8 hours to 10 hours yeah that's all right that's all right yeah right? that's fine there are people who do 8 sessions and still feel that there's some refinement left yeah they take four more okay and if they're not satisfied they do four more i have lot of students who've done two sessions of 8 hours each and they are happy have you have you had any kind of weird requests coming you know because you're teaching Yeah, and there are all kinds of people who Yeah, they they some of, some of them will come up and say uh mujhe bullet chalani hai. Ha. Theek hai, bullet chala le. Pehle ye chhota bike ko theek se chalao. Acha. Agar aap isme clutch theek se nahi chhod sakte ya brake theek se nahi laga sakte, why get on to something that's heavy and can break your leg also? Ha. It's better to fall off a lighter bike than a heavier one. Right. So if it's good and they are comfortable, yeah, maybe in two sessions they are on to a bullet. But मुझे bullet चलानी है. This is the most. Yeah, uh, most of them come up with this. Yeah, my dad owns a Harley, so I need to ride one. <laughs> oh, ठहर जाओ. ठहर जाओ. काके. That's the thing. If you... they are up to it, they are good. Yeah. 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 Summer's wife. Uh, she was one of my first students. Okay. Yeah, and Mandy. Yeah. So we used to ride. Uh, I taught them on an infield straight because I didn't have these small bikes in the beginning. Yeah. So they picked up quite well. And uh, what kind of small bikes do you have? 
I have uh, Suzuki Jigsaw okay. 150cc. I have Avenger. Yeah. And I also have a old RX100. Okay. Yeah. Depends on the size and ability. ability of the student to kind of what bike to put them on. Yeah. And they slowly most of them graduate to all kinds of bikes. Okay. So, like, so how, how does one kind of figure out that this is the kind of bike that I should have? You have to be comfortable on it. The stance should, yeah, be, yeah, should yeah, be able yeah. to If you are not comfortable, then there is no point riding. You only come to know once you ride. Right. You can't just sit on a chair and decide that I have to Harley Davidson or I have to do this. Like some people, I surprise them also and they get surprised because they really don't know like Summer's wife never knew she could ride a Harley but she always had a dream to ride one so one day I just went for a ride with her I was on a Harley 883 and she was on an Enfield we went on the Gurgaon Faridabad road and we took a U-turn and we were coming back so I just stopped and said uh, I need to take a two minute break so she also stopped I got off my bike and took a small walk around and then I came back I sat on the Enfield, started it, and I just rolled a little bit ahead. And I told her, get the other bike. She said, oh, I can't ride that. I said, how do you know? It's a big one. Too bad. I'm on your ride. Yeah, I'm on. I'm going. She, she just sat and she rolled back all the way to the academy. and Shocked herself. Yeah, she rolled so well and she said, it's much easier to ride this bike. Wow. So till you do it, you don't know. You're listening to the Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen. Connect right on. So for those of you who are wondering who Summer is, Summer Sodhi is the founder and owner of Eagle Rider India and Mandy is colleagues with Trigun and Summer at the Eagle Rider Academy and Store. Hi, I'm Trigun Veer Singh Patania and you're listening to The Long Way Home. What is the kind of track that we have built here in the Aravlis? At the off-road zone, uh, we have a flat track. It's the outer track for right-handers and all straights and a small S and then we can do it in reverse also so you have the left handers and then we have a few humps going up which are basically made for four wheelers but we have a go at them on the two wheelers also and we see how the different bikes perform on those so it's quite a place to keep trying different things on bikes on different bikes so I enjoy every day being there this is interesting, huh? I mean, uh, on an off-road track, yeah. there's no one direction you have to keep going on one way. Don't go back. Training me, you can do that. Training me, yeah. you can turn your bike around and not yeah, yeah, yeah. just come Because around. I make sure that there's nobody on the track. That's all you have to be careful. Yeah. And I stay with the student. Horn is allowed? No. Break? Break is not allowed. Is it allowed? No. I teach them how to run on gears to start with. Okay. Slow down because the speeds are not so high. Right. Till the time they get their hands set. Right. So they basically, it's one thing less to think about ki break konsi lagani. Konsi So I tell them that these two levers don't exist. So it works well. Any bikes without those two levers? Just for training purposes? No. I uh, sit break. with them and make sure that they don't use them. I'm quite strict on the training part. I can I can tell, I can tell. Yes. Just looking at you right now. Uh, make sure <laughs> they stay on their 
lines. That's important, right? Because you have yeah, to yeah. focus. Absolutely, you have to be yeah, if there. I, if I just sit down under a tree and I tell them, Gol, Gol, Gumtaro, there's no point. Because they have to be with there, right? I mean, when yeah, yeah. They have to be doing what you they're see, doing. They, when I ride with them, I make sure that every mistake they do, they know it. And they have to tell me how many years I've done this, I'll try this or I'll do this. So it works well if they know themselves. I can't keep... I can't just... It's not like a glass of nimbu pani gol ke and you drink it and it's done. It has to come from within them. If they realize what they're doing and they can correct it themselves, they are better learners and they learn quickly. So on a related note, when is the first time you realized that you could actually be somebody who can be a good teacher. You seem to come across as a good teacher, you know, somebody who's patient, strict, knows his stuff. When was the first time you realized? You know, this is, this, this started uh, when I had bought my bike. So I was very, uh, I mean like my only bike. So, and not many people had a bike that time. So, but all my friends are very special to me. So anybody who wanted my bike, it's all right, yeah. But to make sure that he rides the right way and well, just I was being selfish or whatever you may call it, to make sure that my bike doesn't get hurt. Okay. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> Don't worry fair about enough. the guy. <laughs> also, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so I used to teach them, tell them, and see how they how they managed, and finally let them go. Yeah, go take your girlfriend, do whatever you want to. Enjoy the bike. And the girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> they all did. This is the Biker Radio Broadcast. See, you've been messing around with a lot of uh, machines. You also ride all the way down to Goa. I was riding to Goa. Okay. For and the from India Delhi. Bike Week. Okay. From Gurgaon to Goa. I was riding a Road King and it's a pretty impressive bike. So yeah. I stopped for a short break and... Where was this? This was short of Udaipur. Okay. Yeah. So this guy comes up and tells me, What he meant was that whatever I had done to He didn't my say that. Field. He said something else, right? Yeah. What did he say? <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> yeah. Basically. No, come on. Let's, late, late basically, on. his point was that I fucked up a nice looking Enfield. <laughs> so. Uh, exactly. He wanted to put across that first I wasted a lot of money and then it doesn't look good also. Yeah. That was his point. Have you told Harley this? (laughs) No, I haven't. (laughs) So what do you think about motorcycling in India? Is it looking good? Yeah, absolutely. I see so many more bikes, more people, there's a lot of passion. Yeah. Yeah. People doing a lot of rides. We did a ride to Nepal last year, all the way up to Manang and back from Gurgaon, which is really good. What was it like? How, how long did it take you? Day one, we uh, went up to the Nepal border and then uh, got across there and spent the night. And then the Where next, did you start? We started from Gurgaon. Nepal border in one day? Nepal Ganja, one day. Uh, Bareilly, you know. Lakhimpur. Yeah, yeah. Bareilly, Lakhimpur. Yeah, One day. One day. We do, when we are riding uh, as a team, 
we do very little stops. But when we are with guests, we have to stop more. Yeah. Then from there, we rode all the way to Chitwan. Yeah. We did a ride, I mean, not on bikes, but we did a drive in the national park there, mm-hmm. which is really good. Mm-hmm. Chitwan is a very nice park. Yes. Uh, lots of birds. It's pretty good. I mean, small river flowing through and a very beautiful park. It reminded me of the parks in India also, quite similar, but lot many more birds mm-hmm. in one park, which is good. From Chitwan, we drove towards Manang. So basically, it was a week-long trip. Yeah. What is a good bike? according to you in the cruiser section most of my clients in india prefer to ride uh, royal enfields yeah and if they are going uh, maybe towards the hills and rough surfaces and all then the himalayan is a good uh, bike to be on have you checked out the sleet no i haven't okay no i have so they they prefer uh, the royal enfields yes and that's growing yeah it's growing Absolutely. do you also see this as Uh, the new toy for a 40 plus 45 50 year old man which he never had earlier yeah it is yeah, so yeah. is that demographic growing in terms of number yeah, of people yeah it's growing yeah number of people yeah most of the people who were too busy making money or had their difficult jobs and all their yeah, parents still allow them now they have enough time on their hand and they are willing to spend it on the road so they are more than happy to come and take a bike and go out for a week You listening to the Michael Radio broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. There lots of people also come to you for off-road because you're clearly, you know, one of the few people who knows the terrain so well, who knows what to do, what to expect. Yeah. When a goof up happens, what to do? Yeah. Troubleshoot all of that. Yeah. So you you're bringing a plethora of knowledge. You guys put in a lot of work, a lot of effort. Yes. Um, some of them come up and they do something in rallying. Yeah. Um, they don't have that staying power. They they kind of get distracted by the Facebook likes and yeah, and, that's uh, that's a, the immediate dopamine that's available. Yeah, that's one thing uh, that pisses you off, right? Yeah, uh, kind of. Uh, I don't think I can handle it, but I try to do whatever maximum I can. But I guess it's in their blood now. Yeah. What yeah. do you think is the issue with that? I mean. I mean you're distracted it's when you're riding you're just riding I don't have a cell phone when I'm riding I don't have any equipment or anything of that sort or any gadget I don't need it I should be a good rider enough to get me out of any situation rather than taking out my phone and saying oh mai yahan phas gaya mainu kar le bhai I'm not a rider then and you don't need to show anybody dikhana bhi nahi hai na na dekho main selfie leke na na I don't do any of that In fact, when we go in groups and they take pictures, I normally I'd be on a bike. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it doesn't take too much actually with your frame. But you don't yeah. need to do that because I God just, has. Been... I just uh, pretend I'm working on it or something, you know. So they they can't even call me. But let's put so, it this way: God has been extremely generous with you because you get a lot of attention, which you tend to hide away from. That's all right. Yeah, all you students do. are like that. So. Yeah. Fine. You got very broad shoulders, I'm told. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like his frame. If you look at him, he's like this slightly built, person, wiry guy, wiry person. Yeah. But his shoulders are available. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a great thing because people are able to share their thoughts with you, and you're, you you give them a patient hearing. Yeah, I'm Which more is, than uh, I'm more than happy to help out anyone, any which way, whether it's talking or. 
telling me or yeah. I do it it's part of my training you listening to the Michael Radio broadcast listen connect right on what can you say that's trigun veer singh pathania for you coming up on the other side we ask trigun about what he listens to hi i'm trigun veer singh pathania and you're listening to the long way home uh music you uh, no 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 i like music but in the house what do you listen to uh Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan. Hi, hi. In the car and on the bike, I don't listen to music because I can't hear my machine. So I normally, even in a car with a lot of friends, don't travel with me because I drive with my windows rolled down. So I don't drive a, something that I can't hear. Insulated. Yeah. But on on Nusrat, you know, I mean, he's been he was a personal favorite always. I heard him live once. Uh, in Delhi. Okay. That was the most. That it still gives me goosebumps. Yeah, it does. It. Yeah. And it is the only day I actually re- really cried because I'd be lost an artist. Yeah. I still remember going up to my terrace uh, at home the day he died. We got news, uh-huh. and I actually literally had tears in my eyes. I looked up to the sky and I said, "I mean, this is not fair. Yeah. Very unfair." So you, you you've been a naturalist. Which role have you? You've been a naturalist. You. You're an off-road biker. You're a top-class mechanic. You're many things. Don't call him mechanic, yeah. I am Why? one. Yeah. Why? You call yourself a mechanic? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Proudly so. Yeah, very proud. Somebody asked me, I say, ah, I'm a mystery. Okay, that's fine. I don't know. I thought that was the getaway from the photograph. Because I was like, "Go machine, nail." Ah, that's also. That's also. It works. It helps. It helps. Camouflage. It works well. Which one do you enjoy the most? I don't know. All of them have their own place. Yeah. I enjoy all of them. But you're also a good chef, I am told. Yeah, I love to cook. Yeah. yeah. You like to cook or do you like to feed? Both. Both. Yeah. What do you enjoy most? As far as it goes about the food part, to get the, I mean, the dining table going, I can cook everything: dal, sabji, chapatis, everything. I can. But I like to cook pork and mutton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love it. and chicken too. Yeah. self taught yeah most right my little bit from my nanaji yeah, yeah so he was a good cook he was yeah you listening to the michael radio broadcast listen connect right on hi i'm jagun veer singh pathania and you're listening to the long way home if you had the opportunity to ride with anyone anyone at all imaginary or real Yeah, real. Of course, I love riding with Vijay. Yeah. Because yeah, it's been many years we've been riding together. Yeah. And he's. What kind uh, of trails did did you go out on? We normally do very difficult back trails that normally people won't go on. Give me an example. Since he's a very competitive rider himself, oh, I can give you an example. Just outside Simla, if you go towards uh, Shikali Mata. Okay. It's got a normal route where people come in tempo travelers and all. Okay. It's a regular road going up. You can go there, visit the temple, come back. But there's another trail which used to be a mule track before. Uh-huh. And <laughs> not many people know of. Okay. So Vijay had been trying for many years. Sometimes we got ice, sometimes the weather was not right and 
finally a few years back uh, vijay me and uh, a few people from enfield had come in for a new program they were going to start so we thought we'll share this trail with them uh so we all rode up uh, what were you riding i was riding a royal enfield vijay was on a ktm and the other two enfield boys were on the modified uh, enfields you talking about a mule track yeah it was a mule track but uh, with deep ruts in it so you have to make sure you find the right place to cross over on to the right. other side otherwise you won't be able to clear the ruts because on the enfield those ruts are so small that yeah. your foot race get yeah. yeah you get kind of uh, jammed in yeah jammed in so and uh, the moment uh, we started the ride as normally i do i sweep so these guys all took off and went so the first happen that we took uh, my bike stalled and i fell and uh, what i teach my students to take keep their leg out when you're falling let the bike fall don't try and let it stop it this is the mistake that i made and i broke my foot oh sure so i didn't know that because it was hot so i mean i just got up picked up my bike and rolled it back and it didn't start i didn't know these new bikes yeah. because uh, they have a system in them that if they fall down the electricals go off so oh. there's a particular way to put to back start on. them so then vijay had to send somebody back from the enfield oh. who was riding with us he rode back and he showed me how so you switch on the key and you do the kill switch and then you switch it on again switch them off both take out the key put it back and switch them on again and then the bike starts okay which i didn't do okay so after he taught me then sorry is this the himalayan you're talking about no this is i was driving uh, riding a desert storm a desert storm yeah acha so so he realized that i was not comfortable putting my foot down yeah and the desert storm would be difficult to take in those ruts yeah so his bike was a modified one with a better suspension and clearance and everything so he gave me his bike and he rode my bike and we rode up together so that was one spectacular ride we did with a broken foot yeah i rode all the way uh, to shikari mata and back and then all the way up to banjar in kullu valley no way seriously yeah, yeah, with a broken foot yeah we did 280 kilometers that day oh my god you're brutal on yourself oh i didn't figure out till we changed in the night and vijay's ah, okay. mechanic came and saw my foot and he <laughs> went and told vijay ye to sahi hai to mahaji ka garbad hai so then uh, next day onwards then uh, we put the bike on the trailer and i drove the car okay you listening to the bike radio broadcast listen connect ride on hi i'm dragon veer singh pathania and you're listening to the long way home so, so who is the first acha who is the first student first student was my mother uh, but not on a bike What? but uh, <laughs> i taught her how to drive a car because my father couldn't teach her but he didn't have the patience <laughs> so <laughs> she was my first student wow that's yeah. amazing yeah yeah that's really see see that's the thing right so he has patience yeah, <laughs> even absolutely. at home he is recognized 
There's a doctor with patience. <laughs> so, what do you think about this interview? Did you have fun? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so nice from you guys. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's a good idea? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Trigunveer Singh Pathania, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. The Sunday very well spent. Yeah, absolutely. I quite enjoyed it. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much yeah. for being on the Biker Radio broadcast yeah. and on the long way home. Well, the beer is on me today. The beer is on you? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, forward to it. Kya yeah. baat? Thank you. Mali kya baat? I'll go to Swamiji. I'll get the beer. Thanks, sir. 10 minutes ke baad ek beer aur. In repeat. Ha. Ha ha open open open. Yes. Yes. Ah, that was good. Beer after work. Beer on, you know, on a hot day. Ha. Ah.